so uh, today um, we're continuing uh, our series in honour. Um, I'm going to be uh, looking at uh, honour in the context uh, of the family. <clears throat> so uh, we'll be looking at what the Bible uh, says about it. Uh, we've been working through uh, this series since September. Uh, Don uh, started us out uh, by uh, looking uh, at what honour is, how we want to be intentional uh, about uh, showing honour as a church, how that should shape our culture. Um, uh, then Dave uh, has, uh, sorry, David has looked at uh, how developing a culture of honour in the church benefits other people, uh, and Neil has uh, given us some really practical guidance uh, on what that might look like. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, David looks at some things uh, that can help uh, or hinder us uh, from putting into practice uh, uh, honour in our lives. Uh, so today, as I said, I want to uh, look at uh, what the Bible so shows us about honouring uh, parents and children. I'm going to focus on mostly. Uh, but this can apply uh, to our extended families as well, uh, brothers and sisters uh, and so on. Um, so before I get going, I want to be uh, really upfront about the fact that I know this can be uh, a very difficult topic uh, for some people. Uh, families can be wonderful places uh, to experience uh, the love uh, of God, uh, but um, for some of us, uh, we might have painful memories uh, or be experiencing uh, ongoing uh, family difficulties. Um, God has uh, such a heart for families. Um, he loves uh, each of us here and each of our families uh, that are represented uh, in this place. Uh, and I really hope uh, that by what I uh, share, what I say this morning, uh, can help us convey some of that love uh, that God has showed to us, uh, to our families. Um, encourage us uh, to be all uh, that God has uh, called us to be. Uh, so I'm going to start uh, with a video clip. Um, you may question my taste in films after you see this. This is a disaster movie uh, that's uh, called The Day After Tomorrow. Um, it's a film about uh, a meteorologist, so I clicked with it because he's a scientist. Not often you get a Hollywood blockbuster where there's a scientist as the, the lead character. Um, but uh, uh, so it tells the story uh, of uh, how his predictions about a new global ice age come true, and because it's uh, a, a cheesy film, all of these predictions come to place uh, very quickly. Um, in the case in a single storm, the whole uh, world is changed. Uh, but it's also a personal story uh, about uh, him and his family. Uh, so we're going to pick up where he's uh, calling. He managed to get through to his son, who's uh, in New York, and there's a massive tidal wave coming off the Atlantic. Sam's on the phone, line four. Sam? Yeah. Where are you? Are you all right? I'm all right. We're at the public library. Sam, it's Mom. I'm so happy you're okay. Uh, Mom, can you call Laura and Brian's parents and tell them that we're all right? Yes, of course. Sam, what's that noise? Sam? Sam? <gasps> what is going on out there, Dad? Sam? Sam, listen to me. Listen very carefully. Forget what I said about trying to head south. It's too late for that. The storm is just going to get worse. It's going to turn into a massive blizzard with an eye in the center of it, just like a huge hurricane. Uh-huh. Only the air is going to be so cold you could freeze to death in seconds. Sam! What should we do? Listen to me, son. Do not go outside. Just burn whatever you can to stay warm and try to wait it out. I will come for you. Do you understand me? I will come for you. <sighs> Sam, come back! Sam? Yeah. Oh, Sam, did you hear me? 
right. He's gonna be all right. Do you understand me? Okay, so uh, you'll be relieved to know that he gets out of that scrape. Um, he gets out of a lot of other scrapes in this film. Um, so um, so the, the point, uh, the reason I wanted to show that uh, is it kind of overdramatically illustrates uh, the point uh, about uh, value uh, in our, of our family. So um, up until this point, uh, Jack Hall, the, uh, the dad, um, he's a workaholic. Um, he doesn't uh, honor his family well. He doesn't value uh, them. He's always off on trips doing his research. Um, so his relationship with his wife is, is bad. His relationship with his son is uh, terrible. Um, but it takes this storm to bring him to his senses uh, to realize uh, the value uh, that he places in his family. And he makes this promise. Uh, he knows better than anyone else the risk that he'll be putting himself uh, in uh, by uh, making that promise to go to New York uh, through all of the uh, blizzards and the snowstorms to rescue his son. Uh, and uh, the end of the film is that he does manage to save his son. Um, so you'll be relieved to know. Um, but um, so, yeah, this morning I want to uh, look at two things why we honour family um, and uh, how we honour family. Uh, so, eight months ago, uh, I uh, became a dad for the first time, um, and uh, uh, God gave us a wonderful uh, little daughter, uh, Florence, who's out in crash at the moment. Um, and something that God uh, really highlighted to me through the whole process of uh, becoming a dad um, was uh, this uh, sense of value uh, that he places on us. Uh, it says uh, in the creation account uh, about when God made uh, man and woman, he made them uh, in his own image. Um, and uh, when we saw Florence for the first time, we were looking at her and looking for the family resemblance. We were, uh, has she got my feet or your feet? What about her ears? And... Um, it's just uh, a little picture of what God uh, looks at. When he looks at us, he looks at us and he says, wow, you look just like me. The things about his character uh, that you uh, display, that you, um, you show uh, to, uh, to other people. Uh, so I felt uh, such a rush of emotions uh, in that moment where I first met her. I, I felt, wow, she's so beautiful. And I also felt an incredible sense uh, of responsibility, um, of uh, just, God, you trust me and Helen with this tiny little baby. Um, and uh, that, was, that was quite amazing. So I value Florence because she's uh, my daughter, because God made her and God gave her to me, um, to us, uh, to care for. Right through the Bible, we see um, God uh, acting as father, loving, nurturing, leading, and guiding his people. Uh, and this nature is conferred to us. Uh, this responsibility is given to us that children grow up to know uh, this love, this care, this value, um, that they're honoured. Uh, so we honour our family members because uh, they are made in the image of God. Um, just as I uh, looked at Florence and looked at um, how long her different toes were, um, we, we value uh, that uh, image of God, that his imprint, his nature, uh, on each of our family members. 
Uh, we, don't, we, we honor because they are made in God's image, but we also honor uh, because we are made in God's image. We're um, instructed to proactively uh, carry uh, that image, uh, to go out of our way to show uh, his love and his care for our family members, uh, to model uh, the way that God uh, loves and cares for us. Uh, so back in the summer, uh, we dedicated uh, Florence. Uh, we stood here at the front, uh, in front of all you guys, and um, David uh, got you all to stand up and promise to help us, um, because uh, well, it's us that carry the primary responsibility uh, for Florence uh, to to bring her up. Uh, we also uh, we need you guys. Uh, to, we need uh, the church uh, to work uh, together to. Uh, for Florence to see examples uh, of other people uh, who know and love God uh, and the way uh, that um, uh, you have your own relationship uh, with, uh, with God so that she can grow up uh, to, uh, to, to have that. Um, and we pray that that will be uh, a young age. Uh, this demonstrates, the church together demonstrates the fullness and the richness uh, of God's love um, and uh, how important that our kids uh, grow up uh, to, to know that. Uh, so if you ever get asked, if you get the opportunity uh, to serve on the creche or the kids or the youth teams, uh, jump at it, because I remember when Joanna uh, asked us uh, a while ago now uh, to serve uh, on the King's Kids team. It was it's such a blessing uh, to be uh, part uh, of the kids' lives in that just, just that little way. So uh, we honour our family members because they are made in the image of God. Uh, we show them honour because we are made in the image of God and we are uh, called to carry that uh, proactively. Uh, and finally, we also uh, honour our family members because family itself uh, is a picture uh, of the way that God loves us. Uh, the Bible is rich all over the place. You'll find illustrations uh, from marriage, uh, from mothering, from fathering um, to just help describe uh, God's uh, special relationship with his people. So that's a little bit about why we show honour. Uh, how do we show honour? What does it actually look like uh, practically? Uh, so I want to start by looking at children and parents, uh, and then I want to go on to look at honouring our parents when we become an adult. Um, so uh, not too long ago now, uh, David's been doing a series uh, preaching through Ephesians, um, and uh, we got to Ephesians 6. Um, and this is where Paul um, preaches, uh, he teaches uh, the church in Ephesus uh, about uh, one of the Ten Commandments where it says, uh, honour your father and mother. And he expands that a little bit and explains it to them. Uh, and David did an amazing job uh, of, of uh, preaching through that uh, and bring, really bringing it to life for us. Uh, so I'd encourage you, uh, to, if you haven't heard it, uh, to, to get back on the website and, uh, and to listen to that. Uh, so I'll just read that, starting at verse 1. Uh, children, obey your parents in the Lord, uh, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it will go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So children are instructed uh, here uh, to obey their parents. So honouring your parents if you're a child uh, looks like respecting uh, that God's delegated authority uh, that your parents have. So that means uh, that disobeying your parents as a child is like disobeying God uh, if you're an adult. 
Then Paul goes on uh, to uh, give instruction to, uh, instruction to fathers, specifically uh, saying, do not exasperate your children. So, if what I've said about the consequences of being made in the image of God is true, then the responsibility of parents uh, is huge. We're responsible for our children who bear his image, and we bear our, his image ourselves, representing what God is like uh, to them. So not exasperating them is just the, the beginning. The training and the instruction of the Lord um, is to help them to be all God uh, has made them to be. Uh, so for parents, uh, honouring children means recognising that they, they are uniquely and wonderfully made. That means never comparing uh, ch- uh, children uh, with each other uh, to celebrate who they are, uniquely uh, made, to encourage them uh, in their gifts, their unique uh, talents uh, and their abilities. Um, to give them security uh, in knowing uh, the, the security of uh, the love Um, that uh, you can show them Uh, and that that's unconditional because that's the way that God loves us he um, gives us uh, he shows us his love completely unconditionally uh, of what um, what we do Um, so our fundamentally our our fundamental identity uh, is that we are made in the image of God Uh, silly little things family traditions uh, what you expect on holiday uh, Christmas traditions the way you lay the table Um, through to more um, serious things, maybe attitudes uh, to money, um, expectations um, around that kind of thing. Um, But it can get really difficult uh, if you realise that more serious foundational things uh, that you unquestionably accepted as a child uh, don't fit or sit square uh, with the relationship that you now have with God as an adult. Uh, So I want to try and give an answer to three questions. Um, How do I honour my parents uh, if they're not believers? How do I honour my parents who I now know were wrong about certain things? And thirdly, how do I honour my parents who made mistakes about the way that they brought me up? So, how do I honour my parents if they weren't believers? Well, my own experience... um, uh, and Helen's experience, as we both uh, were raised in uh, Christian families, uh, we had a wonderful example uh, to follow from our parents of uh, the love of God uh, and the way that they uh, had their own relationship with God that we could uh, follow in. Um, so I can't uh, speak from my own experience, but uh, I can say this, this commandment, honour your father and mother, it does come without any caveats uh, or exceptions or criteria that parents have to reach. Um, so um, it's not to say, oh, if your, if your parents raised you um, to, uh, to know and love God, then you know, that's a great thing to honour them for. No, it's, you honour them no matter uh, what. Um, and this is where I want to talk about uh, my favourite theological doctrine, or one of them. Um, and uh, this doctrine uh, is uh, the doctrine of common grace. Uh, and uh, this, what, it mean, what common grace means is it brings it back to what I was saying about the image, being made in the image of God. If we are all made in the image of God, whether or not we know God, uh, we reflect his likeness. Um, so that means uh, that the, the grace of God is on everybody, whether or not they know or acknowledge him, uh, to, uh, to broadcast uh, the love of God, uh, to broadcast uh, his generosity, um, his, his love, uh, his goodness, his kindness. And this, I love this 
this doctrine of common grace because it's so fun. It releases us uh, to see God at work all over the place. So I even had the, uh, the experience uh, of being prophesied over in the pub uh, by somebody who, had, who doesn't know God at all. Um, he had no idea. Um, he just started saying something and, uh, uh, to me, and God just highlighted the particular turn of phrase that he used uh, and the words that he said. Just, God just said, that's me speaking to you right there. And um, it was, uh, yeah, it was quite amazing. Um, but... Um, it just illustrates uh, the fact that uh, whether, or, whether or not our parents knew God, um, what, no matter what their beliefs were, God's grace was at work uh, through them uh, to bring us to the place that we're at now. Uh, so whether or not our parents know God, uh, they were made in his image. They reflect his likeness. And either intentionally or unintentionally, uh, God's love was shown to us through their parenting. And so we can uh, honour them, of course, for that. Question two, how do I honour my parents who I now know were wrong about certain things? So it's all very well saying, uh, you know, we know that God can use anyone to show his love and kindness uh, to, to us. Uh, but there may well have been things that happened um, that uh, we were taught growing up that we now know run contrary uh, to scripture, run contrary to the character of God. Well, Jesus had to deal with exactly this. Uh, He had a perfect relationship with his heavenly father, um, but he was raised by Mary and Joseph. Um, They were uh, imperfect, uh, they were sinful, Um, they, um, uh, they, I'm sure, made mistakes uh, in their parenting. And you see um, in the accounts, we don't uh, have too much, but we we see in the the account in in the temple that David spoke about in the Ephesians 6 sermon uh, that Jesus uh, submits to them and he obeys them as a child. Uh, But the first time we hear about uh, how this this kind of honour thing works out as an adult uh, crops up in Mark chapter 3. So, uh, this is uh, soon after Jesus has begun uh, his uh, teaching and his healing, uh, and lots of crowds are being drawn uh, to him. Mark 3, chapters, uh, uh, not chapter 3, verse 20 uh, says, Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again, uh, so they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, uh, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He's out of his mind. And if we jump down to verse 31, Um, And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and my sister and my mother." So Jesus' family uh, think that what Jesus is doing, uh, drawing these great crowds, is crazy. It's, uh, gonna, it's bound to attract all the wrong kind of attention from the authorities. Um, it's even, uh, there, there's a great risk uh, of uh, damage to their, the reputation of their family name, bringing shame uh, on them. But Jesus' response to Mary is firm and direct and gives us a, a clear indication uh, of where honouring as an adult doesn't look anything like obeying as a child. He makes it clear that however um, valid Mary's concerns might be, uh, his lead comes from God. 
doing his will, and not from her and doing what she wants. Uh, he also makes a profound point about uh, what family uh, is and what it is to become under him in his kingdom. It's no longer uh, a group of people united around a common family name, but his own people uh, experiencing and participating in a community uh, that's so close and so united uh, that it is the family of God. Uh, that phrase, the family of God, it can become a cliche because we hear it uh, used a lot. But it, if you stop and think about it just for a sec, isn't it just so profound, isn't it incredible uh, that my relationship with you and your relationships with each other might be so close as uh, a family um, that I've, uh, I've already been speaking about? This is where Abraham's promise, the promise that was given to him uh, Uh, years and years before uh, Jesus. He was given a promise that that he would have uh, a people uh, that were his descendants, that they couldn't be counted, and they would receive God's blessing, and they would be uh, a blessing uh, to the world. So how do we apply this? This means uh, with our own own parents, we don't necessarily uh, always agree uh, with them, uh, though they might well be wise, uh, though they might well have good advice. After all, they know us uh, better than pretty much anyone else. But Jesus makes it clear, both here and in other passages, uh, where he talks about the cost uh, of following him, that our allegiance as Christians is first uh, to him. So there's a balance uh, where we honour and we thank our parents uh, for how God has used and still uses them to bless us. Uh, But we acknowledge uh, their limitations and their flaws and we turn to Christ uh, as our perfect father and the source of the ultimate authority that we submit to. The answer to my third question, how do I honour my parents uh, who made mistakes about the way they brought me up, Um, flows from the answers to these first two. This applies to all of us. All of us will have had uh, parents that uh, didn't get things right all of the time. God's grace uh, is big enough uh, to cover that. His love is bigger than these things. And that's uh, not to belittle some of the things that we might have experienced. God knows those things. But when we're his child first and our parents' child second, it's the first step to setting straight uh, those things that were off-beam about our upbringing. How important it is, then, that what Jesus said about family, about his church, uh, can be true and that we can be that close, we can be that new family, that united family uh, that I can call you uh, my brother and my sister and my mother. So everything that I've said uh, so far about uh, honouring our parents is all about how we think about them. Thinking well about them is a a very good start, uh, but they're honoured by what we do. Uh, So practically, um, how do I honour my parents? I'm just going to give a few examples. I'm sure you can think of uh, many more. Um, But uh, firstly, speak well of them. Um, it may well be that uh, you're, uh, you're in a conversation uh, where a friend is uh, not honouring parents, they're not speaking well of them, they're complaining about them. Uh, it can be very tempting to join in with that, uh, particularly if that person is uh, your brother or your sister, and you know better than anyone else that what they're saying is probably true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would uh, encourage you just to, uh, to, be, to, to be very careful about uh, what you say and to about them. 
Uh, secondly, uh, show them that you love them. Um, so spending time with them, uh, keeping in contact with them, that's something that I uh, realised uh, a while ago I wasn't doing very well and um, had a chat with mum and dad and we agreed that we'd be in touch m- uh, more frequently, we'd text more and I would call them uh, more often so they knew what was going on in my life. Uh, it might be uh, thinking of that really thoughtful, uh, unexpected gift uh, to give them uh, that will really bless them. And thirdly, caring for them. Uh, doing jobs uh, that they might need help with. So uh, I recently, uh, last time I was up in Norwich, was helping my dad put guttering up uh, around the garage. It's a two-person job. The guttering is very long, um, so it's pretty difficult for him to do that on his own. So uh, I could uh, bless him by... Uh, helping him with that. That was also a really fun time just to hang out with him. Uh, uh, This weekend, uh, mum and dad uh, are up in uh, Newcastle seeing uh, my uh, grandparents. Uh, My grandma has... uh, you know, she she's, can't um, get around uh, too well anymore. And my dad um, goes and digs over the garden. And he, uh, my auntie makes a list of DIY jobs for him to do uh, so that uh, he can uh, bless her with, practically uh, with uh, things that um, you know, she needs around the house. Um, and it may be in later life that it, it comes to, to really basic needs. So uh, Helen's mum has uh, been uh, caring for Helen's granddad uh, as he's been very sick um, in a nursing home near where they live. But what a privilege it is um, to share the love of Jesus practically uh, with those who brought us into the world and enabled us uh, to come and know him for ourselves. Jesus put us both in our own family and the church family for a reason, uh, so that we can be blessed and be a blessing to both. So I just want to sum up uh, everything that I've said now. Um, So we started by looking at how uh, we're made in the image of God and we show honour to our family members because they are made in the image of God. Uh, We're also um, called to uh, bear his image proactively, uh, to show honour to our family members because that's what God uh, has made us like. He's he's called us uh, to to show his love uh, in our families. Um, and uh, our fa- the family itself shows us uh, what uh, God uh, is like. All of this gives us good reason uh, to uh, show honour practically. If you have kids, uh, to honour them so they can uh, be uh, all that God has made them to be. Uh, and if you have parents, to honour them uh, for how God sh- showed his goodness uh, to you through them. And for all of us, uh, being part of God's family uh, gives us Abraham's inheritance to be blessed and to be a blessing. All of us uh, are unique in the way that we reflect uh, the, the, uh, the character of God. Um, and we have unique roles as a result to play uh, in the family of God. Um, so to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ, to support them, uh, to look out for each other, to model the love and kindness of God, uh, to be examples for the kids in the church that they uh, can grow up to know and love God for themselves, uh, so the kids have role models, so that our community can be blessed, uh, so that our friends can be saved. The church knitted together like this, showing honour to one another and to those outside the church, uh, is God's way of bringing hope to the world. Honour is central, it's crucial, and it means that we live the gospel day to day.